Hi, and welcome to a podcast from Hope Springs Church Coventry. For more, please find us on Facebook at Hope Springs Church or on Twitter, we're at Hope Springs Cobb. Thank you and enjoy. Hey, doing everyone? My name's Steve Elton and I'm from Hope Springs Church. And I'm um, here with the latest part of our Hope Again series. I'm standing in front of this beautiful um, stained glass window because what I want to talk about today is painting a hopeful imagination. And whilst this hasn't been painted as such, it does capture some of the colour and some of the vibrancy of what I believe God is wanting us to do when it comes to being able to hope again, being able to um, see the new possibilities and the new colours and the new vibrancy that's available for us as we move into the future. So I'm hoping um, you'll stay with us to check out the rest of this message and we'll jump right into it. Now we hope that you've all been able to check out um, and have enjoyed uh, the last few episodes and parts of this series where uh, the musicians and singers who put together the three songs we did, Resurrecting, When I Survey and Glorious Day, have taken time to reflect on those songs and just to think about why those songs help them to hope again. Because that's been the, the whole theme and whole aim of what we wanted to try and accomplish um, by sharing this series is to want to help us all to hope again. Because as it's been mentioned probably too many times now, um, the last 18 months have certainly challenged our ability to believe that there's a new day and a better future coming. And therefore we wanted to take the time in this season to just help us all to hope again, to do things in an intentional and deliberate way that might just stir up that hope on the inside of us. That so often it's very challenging and very difficult to hope again when we're faced with hardships and difficulties and it's so easy and so normal to kind of just lower expectations or to just give up hope, just to kind of go along with the flow of whatever may be, will be. But actually God is calling us to intentionally put a stake in the ground and hope again, to paint a hopeful imagination, to build something that just demonstrates the wonder and the awe and the vibrancy of what he has put, made available for us as we move in to the future and a brighter tomorrow. Because if we don't start hoping again, if we don't start building a hopeful imagination, if we don't intentionally start to do that, then tomorrow is going to look an awful lot like today. And every day after is going to start to just be the same and perhaps even worse than the days before. And as opposed to handing over a beautiful, rich, life-filled world to our children, the generations that come afterwards, will set hand a world that's stripped of life and stripped of hope and stripped of all the beauty and the goodness that we know it potentially holds. So whether we want to admit it or not, building that brighter future, building that, that future for ourselves and for the, those who come afterwards starts with the hope that's built on the inside of us. The imagination that, that, that's painted, the picture that's there on the inside of us. It starts with that. And therefore, I want to explore for a few minutes today just how we do that and how we perhaps start to shift and start to build that hopeful imagination again. Now, the challenge to hope again is a tough one and maybe an unfair one. Um, but it comes from one tired wannabe hopeful to another. It doesn't come from some kind of vain optimism that's just everything will be fine. Or come from some kind of naive, wishful thinking. Oh yeah, it'll be okay one day, I'm sure it'll be fine. It comes from a place of knowing um, the, the kind of 
darkness that comes with a, a kind of sadness of things not being the way that you hoped they would be, or the disheartenment that comes from disappointments of things not turning out that way, or the oppressive presence of depression that just crushes every dream you possibly have. It comes from that place, and yet in that place, seeing Jesus. Because when we see Jesus, suddenly hope starts to birth on the inside of us again. Suddenly restored imaginations come and he starts to heal our hearts and we start to see things differently and maybe, just maybe, begin to hope again. There's a story in Mark 8 which says this, and it says that when they arrived at Bethsaida, some people brought a blind man and begged Jesus to touch him. So he took the blind man by the hand and led him out of the village. Then he spit on the man's eyes and placed his hands on him. Can you see anything? He asked. The man looked up and said, I can see people, but they look like trees walking around. Once again, Jesus placed his hands on the man's eyes, and when he'd opened them, his sight was restored. He could see everything clearly. Then Jesus went home and said, do not go back into the village. You see, that same Jesus in that story is with us right now. That same Jesus that touched that man's eyes that he could see clearly is touching and wanting to touch our hearts and our imaginations that we could see clearly too. That maybe we're not afflicted by physical blindness, but there is a blindness that has come to many of us that tells us tomorrow can't be good. We can't see the hope of tomorrow. We can't see a brighter day ahead of us. And Jesus is coming to us and he's actually with us right now as we're watching this, as we're listening to the podcast. They're willing and able to touch our hearts, to bring healing there that we would be able to start to see again. Not vaguely, not in some kind of abstract, wishful thinking kind of way, but in a clear way like this man did. That may take some time. It took Jesus laying his hand on him twice. But as he brings that healing, it brings a clarity of sight, a concreteness, a confidence and a surety in our hope and what we see is not something that's fleeting and disappearing, but it's like an anchor to our souls. As it talks about in Hebrews, it says that we have this hope as an anchor to our soul, firm and secure. It enters the inner sanctuary behind the curtain. That this anchor doesn't just bring stability and peace to our souls, but it also, as it talks about in the context of that, is it something that leads us forward? It leads us into something new. It takes us into a brighter day. That that's what hope does for us. It brings stability to our souls. And it leads us into something new. That Jesus is present with each of us right now. To help us to see again. To heal our hearts. To restore our imaginations. That we could see hope again. Over the next few weeks, as part of our Hope Again series, we're going to have a number of people share testimonies um, of things that God has done in their lives. And these are um, wonderful accounts of Jesus at work in their lives and things that people who share them really treasure and really value and are really significant to them, as you'll hear. However, they're not just frozen moments in time of God's goodness in the lives of those people. They're not just moments that that kind of just are kept in that space, but they're also invitations for us to come into something more of what God has for us. Whether that's the testimony of Scripture, the testimonies we'll hear as part of this series, whether it's the testimonies of, of 
past moments throughout human history of God doing wonderful and amazing things, or whether it's present-day testimonies of those we might know of people, but also people on the other side of the world. All of those testimonies are not just standalone moments, but they're invitations into something more of what God has for us. They're almost like signposts pointing us to what's possible in the future. That they, they open a way for us to come into a richer and deeper relationship with Jesus. They help our attention be turned to him. As we talked about at the start, they help us to see Jesus. And in seeing Jesus, start to hope again. Start to be able to have our hearts healed and imaginations restored and start to see the brighter future that's ahead of us. It talks about in Revelation 19 verse 10, it says that, and I fell at his feet in worship. But he said to me, see that you do not do that. I'm your fellow servant and of your brethren who have a testimony of Jesus. Worship God. For the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. See, the testimony of Jesus, the evidence of Jesus' work in people's lives is the spirit of prophecy. The spirit of prophecy is that creative and descriptive declaration that reveals what's to come. That when we realise that these testimonies that we hear and we might hear as part of this series are not just moments of goodness, of God's goodness in other people's lives, but they're actually a moment, a doorway to invite us into something new as well, we start to realise that these testimonies are prophesying the future. They're telling us what's to come. They're, they're, they're pointing towards this is what's possible. This is why you can hope again. They're starting to open up the pathways, open up the doorways, the leaders into a place of going, this is what I want you to come and step into. That as we pay attention to the testimonies of scripture, of history, of those around us, those that we hear on as part of this series, it helps us to paint a picture, paint a hopeful imagination, build a hopeful imagination of what the possibilities of the future might bring. That it's almost like these testimonies are huge pots of paint that we can dip our brush into and start to paint a more beautiful picture, start to paint a picture of what's possible, a more vibrant future as we dip into the different testimonies that might come. That it starts to open up doorways and pathways for us to start to move towards because we hear of the work of Jesus in other people's lives. And it's not just for them. It's an example of what he wants to do in the whole earth, in all the world, in our lives as well. So with that in mind, my encouragement to all of us is that we start looking the testimonies of Jesus, looking for the evidence of Jesus at work in people's lives, whether we look through the scriptures, whether we look through human history, whether we speak to our friends and people we know about what he's doing in their own lives, whether we wait for the testimonies that come in the next few weeks as part of this series, but we start to look for those testimonies, search for them, as opposed to just switch to the news cycle or the news feed or, or the, the kind of stories that might be going on that are terrible and we need to pay attention to, but we don't just look for those and we don't just dip our paintbrush into those things and therefore paint a bleak and, and, and fearful picture but we realise those situations are real and are, are things that need to be addressed and therefore to potentially be able to do it we start to dip our paintbrush into the testimonies of God's goodness the testimonies of what's possible and therefore start to paint a slightly different picture of what's possible in the future and then draw from something else and start to paint an even different 
picture. And it starts to create this vibrant one that's full of life and full of hope. And that we start to see something differently. And it starts to enable us to possibly, just maybe, start to hope again. So go searching, go talking, go looking for all the different testimonies, all the different stories, all the different examples of how God and Jesus has worked in people's lives. And start to draw from them. Start to paint a different picture. Start to hope again.